RTHK, the news at 11 o'clock with Andrew Shirovsky. Tonight's headlines, the hospital authority says it's launching an electronic sick note system. The MTR Corporation rejects all three bids from developers for the first phase of its Oyster Bay project in northern Lantau. And Beijing accuses the United States of flying balloons over its territory. The hospital authority is launching an electronic medical certificate system for patients using public hospitals and clinics. From next month, doctors will be able to issue the certificate through the authority's app, where it can be amended, shared, and stored for up to two years. Dr. Larry Lee is one of the HA's chief managers. From the patient's perspective, the benefit is mainly if they have to amend or may they have to ask for a reassurance of the electronic safety. The current practice, they have to call up and also after the amendment or maybe the reassurance, they have to come back to pick up the sick leave. But after the electronic sick leave mechanism to be applied, and actually patient not necessary to come back, and this is the main benefit for them. And of course, there, there will be easier retrieval and also easier storage of the electronic sick leave. Henry Young from the Hong Kong Chinese Medical Association welcomed the move. He told RTHK he believes private clinics will soon join the public sector in using digital sick notes. I think the public sector will follow suit very soon. Before the pandemic, the private doctors were there to do telemedicine. But now, with the pandemic, telemedicine has made a great progress. Trade unionist lawmaker Lam Chung Sing says that while the move is welcome, more guidance needs to be given to people about applying for di- sick leave digitally. We worry that some of the patients, they do not familiar with the use of technology and cannot download the electronic version so that they cannot apply the sick leave and sick allowance. So the HA should provide more guidelines to the patient and teach them how to use The MTR Corporation says it's rejected all three bids received from developers for the first phase of its Oyster Bay project in northern Lantau, where some 1,900 flats are to be built on top of a planned Dongchung Line station. Market estimates valued the project at between $3.9 and $6.5 billion. It's the third failed tender for property development this year and the second this month. Peter Churchhouse from Portwood Capital says developers don't have much appetite for new projects because of current weak market sentiment. Developers are very cautious at the moment and uh, are not prepared to put in extremely high bids for new land sites. And I think the caution is understandable. Generally speaking, consumer sentiment in Hong Kong is pretty fragile right now. Interest rates are rising, as we all know, and that's having an impact both on the supply side and the demand side, so it increases the costs of the developers and also perhaps reduces the demand from the consumer. Search and rescue staff from Hong Kong working in quake-hit Turkey say they have found another survivor there. That's after the Hong Kong team rescued three people trapped under the debris on Saturday. The team says they will continue to carry out search and rescue efforts. China has accused the United States of flying balloons over its territory. Relations between the two countries soured after Washington shot down an alleged Chinese espionage device in early February, which Beijing said was for civilian purposes. Foreign Ministry spokesman Wang Wenbin told a regular briefing in the capital that the U.S. had carried out such activities many times recently. 
Since last year, U.S. high-altitude balloons have undergone more than 10 illegal flights into Chinese airspace without the approval of the relevant Chinese departments. The U.S. should first reflect on itself and change course, rather than smear others and instigate a confrontation. China and the U.S. are maintaining necessary communication. It is critical to handle this force majeure incident in a calm, professional and restrained manner. Washington has denied Mr. Wang's claims. And now for the weather. Cloudy with some coastal fog and a few rain patches. It'll become appreciably cooler from overnight with temperatures falling progressively from about 21 degrees to as low as 15. It'll get back up to around 18 degrees during the day. Light winds strengthening from the north overnight. And the outlook temperatures will fall again to about 13 degrees in town on Wednesday and a couple of degrees lower in the new territory. Weather will improve though and there will be sunny periods in the following couple of days. Temperature right now 20 Two degrees Celsius, relative humidity 91%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The government has been urged not to start working on introducing local national security legislation this year, as efforts should instead be focused on economic development. The call came from veteran politician Lo Man Chun, who is a senior member of the DAB. Damon Pang reports. The chief executive John Lee said in an interview last month that he hoped to finish enacting laws under Article 23 of the Basic Law by the end of next year at the latest. But in an opinion piece in the Ming Pao newspaper, Mr Lowe said the most urgent mission for Hong Kong is to win back lost opportunities after COVID and fulfill its function of being the country's link with the world. The vice chairman of the All-China Federation of Returned Overseas Chinese said the public's biggest wish is to set aside controversial matters. Mr. Lo argued that there's no urgency for local security legislation because Beijing had enacted its own national security laws for the SAR in 2020. He also warned if Hong Kong brought up the matter, Taiwan's Democratic Progressive Party might make use of it to gain support for next year's elections. The government says it's postponing the launch of a new tunnel toll system until May. Natalie Ching reports. The HKE toll was meant to be rolled out at the Qingsha control area later this month, but that's now been pushed back to May the 7th to give people more time to adapt. But Transport Commissioner Rosanna Law says the idea is still to phase out toll booths at government tunnels by the end of the year. She says drivers who have a problem applying for a vehicle tag under the scheme and linking it to their accounts can seek help at 20 service stations around Hong Kong. Overseas now, with more than 35,000 people confirmed dead in the Turkish and Syrian earthquakes, the UN aid chief says that a week on, the emphasis is switching from rescue efforts to caring for survivors. In the northern Syrian town of Aleppo, Martin Griffiths said shelter, food and schooling are now needed urgently. Speaking from Gaziantep, meanwhile, the head of emergency operations for the International Federation of the Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies, Jamie Lassure, echoed these priorities. We need shelter. Shelter is the absolute priority of government. Tense, tense, tense. This is the thing that people need. And I can attest, I sleep outside too. It is cold here. Winterized shelter is priority one. But it's important also to highlight that tents are a very temporary solution. So we want to move quickly into prefabricated shelters the long term. 
A high-profile trial in Indonesia has ended with a death sentence for a former police general convicted of shooting dead an aide. Prosecutors had called for a life sentence for Ferdi Sambo, an ex-inspector general, but the three judges unexpectedly imposed the death penalty after finding him guilty of premeditated murder. Concerns were raised of an initial police cover-up to shield the former general. The Cambodian government has ordered the last independent news organization in the country to stop operating after the Prime Minister Hun Sen took offense at an article it published. VOD, or Voice of Democracy, is the latest of several independent media groups shut down. Phil Robertson from Human Rights Watch's Asia Division said the organization had played an increasingly important role in Cambodia. What we're seeing is uh, a persistence by some very brave journalists to continue their work, despite all the obstacles that Hun Sen is trying to throw in front of them. But it's certainly discouraging. You know, it is a destroying a website uh, and a news reporting organization that has really come into its own over the past year. It has become a very, very important outlet for real news about Cambodia. Thousands of Israelis are holding a protest outside Parliament in Jerusalem, where a bill is being considered which protesters fear would undermine the independence of the judicial system. Inside the Knesset, chaos reigned as legislators quarreled about the legislation. From Jerusalem, here's the BBC's Yolanda Nell. You've got just a sea of Israeli flags here, some very serious expressions among the crowd. And I've spoken to people who say that they have never been to a demonstration before, but they felt compelled to come along to this one, in some cases to bring their children as well. And actually hundreds of private firms have given their workers the chance to strike today so that they could join this protest. That includes people I've seen uh, from law firms, people from high-tech startups. And really, people in this crowd feel that Israeli democracy is under threat. Russia's Wagner mercenary army has published a video apparently showing the execution of one of its soldiers for surrendering to the Ukrainians. The man in the video gives his name and says he'd been recruited while serving a prison sentence. He says he saw the war as a loophole to get free, but that at the front he realized it was not his war. Nearly 5,000 children were abused by the Portuguese Catholic Church since 1950, according to an independent commission investigating the matter. The commission said the real number could be much higher. Time limitations mean that legal redress for most victims has expired. Alison Roberts is in Lisbon. The aim of the commission was to give voice to the silence of victims of abuse. In its report, it said that it had gathered testimony from 564 people, but that many pointed to countless others having been victims too. Throughout his presentation of the document, the commission's chairman quoted testimony stressing the impact that the abuse had on victims. Several stressed their abusers remained respected figures, making their own suffering worse. The president of the Portuguese Episcopal Conference, which set up the commission, said that he had received the report with gratitude. Researchers in France have warned that the Eurasian lynx is likely to disappear from the country within the next 30 years because of a loss in genetic diversity. Scientists say the 150 adult lynx in the mountains of northeastern France are cut off from healthier wildcat populations in Germany and Switzerland. They said the elusive animal is also threatened by cars as its territory is highly fragmented by roads.
And to sport, the Kansas City Chiefs are celebrating their second Super Bowl victory in four seasons. The Chiefs outlasted the Philadelphia Eagles in a slippery slugfest, 38-35. to The NFL showpiece was tied at 35 in the fourth quarter when Kansas City quarterback Patrick Mahomes engineered a game-winning drive that ended with a field goal kicked by Harrison Butker with just eight seconds left. Mahomes finished with three touchdown passes and was named the Super Bowl's MVP. Down 24 to 14 at halftime, the Chiefs star quarterback explained how his teammates managed to turn things around after the break. We just challenged each other, man, to leave everything out there. And I don't want to say we played tight in the first half, but you didn't see that same joy that we play with. And I wanted guys to just know that everything we worked for is for this moment. You have to enjoy this moment. You can't you can't let the moment overtake you. Um, and um, I thought the guys did that in the second half and they fought to the very end. Um, and that's all you can ask uh, is guys to leave everything they have on the football field. Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts threw for a touchdown, ran in three scores, and had a two-point conversion in the game. He's the first quarterback to be beaten in a Super Bowl where the team scored 35 points. We came at a win, came up short, so, you know, it's, um, it's something that I know that'll motivate me. Wu Yibing has become the first Chinese men's tennis player to win an ATB tournament. The 23-year-old from Hangzhou was up against the American John Eisner in the Dallas Open final. Wu saved four match points before going on to win 6-7-7-6-7-6. Speaking afterward, he paid tribute to his team and to fans for their support. I made history here for my country and for my own. I'm uh, very proud of myself and uh, especially... Especially thanks to all the fans and my team uh, who come here and support. Uh, I couldn't do this without any of you guys, and uh, thanks again. In football, Manchester City will have a chance to go to the top of the English Premier League table on Wednesday if they win at Leaders Arsenal. City moved to within three points of the Gunners after beating Aston Villa 3-1 at the Etihad. The BBC's Vicky Sparks was there. A challenging week off the pitch for City ended with a response on the pitch that was almost as strong as Pep Guardiola's pre-match press conference. In front of a defiant Etihad, which loudly booed the Premier League anthem after the organisation charged their club with over 100 alleged financial breaches, City were almost out of sight before half-time. Courtesy of Rodri's early header, Gundogan's tap-in and Mahrez's penalty, won by former Villa man Jack Grealish. They took their foot off the gas in the second half, allowing Watkins to pull one back, with teenager John Duran smashing a superb effort against the bar for Villa late on. But the win was certainly deserved. Now attention turns to the trip to Arsenal on Wednesday, arguably the biggest game of the season so far. Man United are third in the table, two points behind City after beating Leeds 2-0 at Elland Road. Late goals from Marcus Rashford and Alejandro Garnacho secured the points. It was Rashford's 13th goal in his last 14 games and his 21st of the season in all competitions. United manager Eric Ten Hag was, ta- was asked if the striker was now one of the most dangerous in the world. He has the skills. I was convinced from the first moment. Uh, I was really excited to work with him. And yeah, I, I thought I could get more out of him. He has so many th- skills, and so high potential. The news from RTHK. Night are falling, it's twilight time. 
Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple colored curtains Mark the end of day I'll hear you my dear at twilight time And to one and all welcome to the first one of the week 45 minutes of music from a bygone era to sit back and relax to and if you've, if you've asked for a song chances are it's coming up tonight good mixture including the likes of glenn miller patsy klein jim reeves percy faith's orchestra and the first one tonight from the platters And no songbirds are singing ah. When the twilight is gone ah. You come into my heart ah. And here in my heart you will stay While I pray In a dream that's divine My prayer Is a rapture in blue With the world far away And your lips close to mine